eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning Winning try. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive Podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita Show on 105.7 The Fan with my guy Cordell Willen from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. And Cordell, there are going to be some contract, I don't know if I want to say negotiations, but contract decisions Mm -hmm. the Ravens are going to have to make um, as we reach 2023, there are going to be some guys that they're going to have to decide whether to extend, whether to let go, whether to um, appease them in the short term. And so let's talk about that today. Um, let's start with offensive line and quarterback position. Um, as we know, Tyler Huntley um, was given a new contract. Well, he was given a new one year deal um, because no one um, seeked to sign Tyler Huntley um, in the off season. And so he's back for a one year deal at the a backup quarterback position. And so I don't foresee Huntley necessarily being in the Ravens plans next year. I do think that they potentially try to find a backup quarterback. I could be wrong here, but um, based on what they offered for him this off season or lack thereof, mm-hmm. it feels like, you know, that, that they're willing to extend some options there. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they pretty much told us what they think about Tyler Huntley when they put that low tag, when they yes. put a tender on him um, to where a team really would have been able to get him and not have to give anything back in return. Um, it's a new regime, you know, uh, and last year, I think Tyler Huntley regressed. I, I, you know, you look at him two years ago, he was a different quarterback than he was last year. And I think the shoulder – issues that he was dealing with played a part 
Um, I thought that playoff game against Cincinnati was probably the best game he had all year outside of that fumble, obviously. But you can't ignore it, right? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, you're yeah, right, but then that fumble is still a part of that game. No doubt. <laughs> it's egregious. It's egregious. Yes. Uh, and I think that's sadly what a lot of people probably think of when they look at Tyler Huntley, realistically. Yep. You know, they, they, they think about that play at the goal line. Um, so I, I just – you know, you've got Lamar locked up for the next five years. Backup quarterback obviously is a thing considering, I mean, it's important considering, you know, Lamar hasn't been able to finish the season the last two years. So the backup has been thrown out there for plenty of games. Um, so they do need a backup quarterback. I think it's something that's important to them. How they go about getting it will be different. I think they wanted to address the backup quarterback position this offseason, but when you see what some of the contracts were for some of these guys that were given out this offseason. I think Taylor Haneke, who I heard they really were interested in, uh, was a guy that went for like $9 million a year or something like that. So, I mean, they wanted Baker Mayfield, who we know that they've had ties to since he's come into the league. Uh, that one, that that ship had sailed. Baker ultimately chose to go out to Tampa where he actually had a chance to play. Uh, and start, I don't yeah. Um, I don't fault him for that at all. So, you know, they bring in Josh Johnson. And look, they I, I think Harbs likes Josh. I know he likes Josh Johnson, the person. Uh, they do. Um, but Josh Johnson is no, I, to me, I don't think he's a real threat to take Tyler Huntley's job. I don't look at Josh Johnson and and think that he gives the Ravens a better chance to win than, than Tyler Huntley does. And I, I think Josh Johnson is good for what he's good for. He's a veteran guy who's been around. He's, you know, gives you that veteran presence in the locker room and in the film room. But if you're talking about going out there and actually having to win the game, I'm probably going to take my chances with Tyler Huntley uh, over a Josh Johnson. And to be honest with you, I think Tyler Huntley has thrown the ball fairly well so far this offseason, especially if I'm comparing him to Josh Johnson. I think Tyler Huntley is still in the league. So, I, look, I, I I don't expect his career to continue on in Baltimore after this year. I'd be seriously surprised. And to be honest, I don't think the Ravens' future backup quarterback is on this roster either. I agree. I, I don't know if that's something that they'll address via free agency or the draft. Um, but I do think that they are willing to explore other options after this year. So that'll be interesting to see how they move forward with that. Another person that um, potentially is up for uh, negotiations is uh, Kevin Zeitler, the guard. And that was one of the better free agent signings that the Ravens have had over the past few years. He's been extremely durable and he's been a keystone to how good this offensive line has been. And so it feels like it makes sense, but he here's the thing, Cordell Zeitler is 33 years old. Um, he will be entering his 12th NFL season this coming season. Um, so there's some mileage on Zeitler um, and you wonder what the durability is going to look like moving forward because he is getting older and he has had a lot of snaps in the NFL. So that is something that the Ravens are going to have to make a decision on. We know that Zeitler would like an extension. He believes that he's a Raven. He said that numerous times. So it feels like it's the right decision. But from a health, pers uh, but from a, a, an age perspective, um, 
do you think that the Ravens look into keeping Zeitler on this team? This one is interesting because, like you mentioned, he's 33 years old. He's not getting any younger. Um, and I, I think this one is going – we're going to have to see how this plays out. Uh, because I like Zeitler. I think they like Zeitler a lot. He's, yes. You know, uh, for sure, he's definitely getting up there in age. And as the age goes up, you do worry about not just uh, durability, but productivity. You know, can he stay as productive as he's been? And he has been super productive for the Ravens ever since they picked him up off a of free agency. Uh, he hasn't missed a game, to my knowledge. He hasn't missed a game. I can't recall the time where Kevin Zeitler had to sit out a game. Um, and so I think that he has been available for them. He has been a, st- a key staple in that offensive line since he's been here. I think they're going to gauge how he plays this year, along with what is their confidence level in guys like Andrew Voorhees going into next year, who's basically having a red shirt year this year. You know, are they sold that he can just kind of slide into that right guard spot next year and they not miss a beat? I don't know. Um, for me personally, I would be okay with extending Zeitler for offensive linemen age kind of, they can kind of get away with age a little longer than you can in some other positions, Yeah, especially when they don't have the injury history concerns with yep. them, you know, you feel a lot better about it. Um, and Zeitler is just a guy who, you know, he's a pros pro, you, you feel really good about your chances when he's on the field. Um, he, you can make the argument he's been one of the Ravens' best offense, top two best offensive linemen since he signed with the team. So I, I think that they're going to kind of play this one by ear, see what happens, see what type of year that he has. But I also believe they, they're filling on Andrew Voorhees and how he can slide into this offensive line is going to play a big part as well. Yeah, and I, you know, you make some some great points. I do think that Zeitler is a guy that I do think you have to explore that because um, as long as he continues to stay healthy and as long as he continues to be consistent, you know, he's already here. He's already, you know, familiar with whatever offensive scheme they're going to be running. And so it just makes more sense from that perspective. From a financial perspective, it's like, well, how much money is Zeitler going to ask for? And is it going to be into play with what the Ravens are being able to, you know, willing to pay? Um, because obviously there's other um, priorities as well um, on this team, particularly on the defensive side. So, you know, but w- one thing we do know is that the Ravens really love um, built, building up the trenches. They believe in offensive line and defensive line depth, and they believe that it starts there in order to win games. And so they value offensive lines. We know that that's obvious to the point where they were devaluing the receiver position for a while and valuing the offensive line more saying that, you know, having a healthy offensive line is, is what's going to make offenses great. I don't disagree with that logic, but you do need wide receivers in this league. And now they got it right. They, they got the ideal. Fine. Um, so I do believe that Zeitler would definitely be, definitely be a guy that's in their plans um, but I'm just curious to know at what price because of his age, because of how long he's played in this league thus far. Yeah. I mean, and that's going to be a big part of it as well um, because he is, you know, 
I don't, I don't, I don't want to say he's at the top of his game, but he ain't at the bottom. You right, know, so right. he ain't at the bottom. And I mean, I think that's the thing for veteran guys. That's the balance they have to try to find, especially when they want to remain with the team that they're on. How much are they willing to, you know, kind of give up on the salary just to stay put at where they're at? Uh, I, I mean. We just had the same similar situation. I'm not going to say the same, but a similar situ- situation with Calais Campbell, who yep. just left for, for Atlanta. And, you know, it's Calais said it at the end of last year. Like, he's not going to play for pennies. He still understands his worth. And I, and I think the same is for Zeitler. You know, just because he's going into about to be 34 years old, he's not looking at it like, oh, yeah, I can just get paid the veteran minimum and I'll be good. No. Um, he's going to want to be compensated fairly. And if you're the Ravens, like you said, you have other priorities and you're in the Lamar Jackson contract air. So yep. you're, you're really going to be penny pension a little more than they have um, in years past. And we'll see, you know, I, I think when you get into this mode as a franchise, it's not as simple to say when you, uh, when you're in that position to where you have to decide on extending guys or not, to, okay, I think this guy is worth it, or I think he's not. You really have to kind of play the long game and look at your roster as a whole, and I do think it's a no-brainer, And at least unless Zeitler goes out there and just looks like a totally different person and looks like he's kind of falling off a cliff, I would have to imagine that they do still want him. It's just a matter of can they really afford to keep him at a number that he's comfortable with and saying for them. I agree. Um, and so it will be interesting because it's a con, you know, it's, it's feels like a contract year is, is looming how he steps up. We've seen players like Ben powers, you know, have great contract years and go and cash out elsewhere. So mm-hmm. it, it will be interesting for both Tyler and for Kevin Zeitler to see how they respond this season um, in terms of their play and how they get paid as a result. Uh, of the 2023 season. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast? If not, hit the subscribe button so that every time there's a new episode, you will be the first to know. So there's another group of guys, Cordell, that are going to be looking for new contracts, and they all happen to be in the wide receiver group. So I'm just going to break it down, ask you 
which specific receiver in terms of, you know, uh, who's on this team currently, do you think has a good chance of being a Raven in 2023? Let's start with the newbies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Cause there's a couple of guys that have been on here for quite a few years and we'll get to them later, but let's start with the newbies who have one year deals. The first one is the biggest one, Odell Beckham Jr. Now we know that, um, If they don't sign him next year, Mm -hmm. there's a huge cat hit that the Ravens get um, if he's not a Raven next year in order for them to have made this contract that they gave him $18 million. So it makes more sense for the Ravens to bring him back. But there's a couple of things. First and foremost, we don't know what Odell's durability is because of injury. And secondly, Odell might not want to be here if he plays well after one year. So where do you think that one goes? Yeah, that is a weird one because you're right. He has a huge uh, cap hit for next year. He's got an $11 million cap hit next year. Um, And you're talking about $11 million in dead money that's not going to be on your roster. I just don't think that's something they can afford. And I would be shocked if Odell does have a good year that he doesn't want to come back. I mean, like you said, he, it, it is reasons for him to potentially go out and, you know, see what his market is now. Shoot. He was able to get 15 million in the open market without even playing a game last season, you know? So, I mean, if I'm him, I would at least think about it. Um, but on the flip side, if he does have a good year, he's got a quarterback here that he, that obviously he played well with. If it does work out, he's got Todd Munkin here who obviously, I mean, he had the thousand yard year with Todd Munkin before, if he has another good year with them this year, yeah. you know, why, why change it? Um, so for the Ravens point of view, it will behoove them to <laughs> make sure Odell Beckham is on this roster next year. And dare I say it, regardless of what he does this year, you almost need them on the, I mean, I don't know how I would feel. It's either I'm giving a left. I mean, because here are your situations. You either not have him on the roster and that's $11 million down the drain, or he doesn't play well and you want to keep him on the roster just to save face and make make yourself feel better about giving a guy who clearly doesn't have it anymore. $11 million that uh, to save the $11 million because I believe what his, uh, his signing, his signing bonus would be 2.7 uh, at that time. So he doesn't have a base salary. So we'll see what his salary would be next year if they resigned him. I think resigning him next year just avoids the $11 million cap hit. So if that's what it's going to be, then it's probably worth it just to have him on the roster, whether he stinks or not. Um, and then if he does play well and it works out, then sure, you found yourself another wide receiver that you can have for at least another year or two. Um, but I, I, right now it's so early to tell because we just don't know what type of Odell we're going to get Yep. Um, or how many games he'll be able to play, but just off the contract alone, I think it would behoove the Ravens to try to keep him on the roster. Caught out with the fancy words here <laughs> using behoo <laughs> regarding Odell Beckham Jr. You're talking about $11 million. You got to bring out hey. some 
you know, some, some different wordplay. You're right about that. All right, next one, Nelson Aguilar. So we've heard that he's done very well in OTAs, doing done well in many camps, but we know that El Aguilar has it in him to have some inconsistency. Mm-hmm. It's just who he is. It's a part of um, how he's played since he's been in the, the NFL. So if he does play well and consistent enough, do you think that the Ravens bring him back? Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that um, because I would have to say on the back end of minicamp, we started to see some of that Nelson Aguilar that I think mm-hmm. worried uh, some people. Some drops coming in bunches. Oh, so, so it, it, it wasn't great to end minicamp, but we'll, we'll we'll see if that changes come training camp and when the season starts. But it won't. But okay, <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. You know, <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, a betting man would probably assume that it probably won't change because it's hard to get a, a what they say a, a a tiger to change his spot or, or stripes, yeah, to change his spot. So, I his situation is different from Odell's. You don't have the money thing hanging over your head to kind of force your hand there. Um, even though he's got the void years, it looks like in his contract as well. Um, I would say that he's more of a wait and see guy. I'd be surprised. Um, but when you look at the fact that they have other receivers that may not be on this roster next year, you gotta, you know, you gotta have somebody around. Um, and I think the fact that he's right now in the competition for that fourth or fifth wide receiver spot on the team, um, it depends on where he lands and what his value is to them throughout the year. If I had to bet right now, I'd probably say he's not on this team next year, that this is kind of a one and done situation. I'm kind of like a Demarcus Robinson, although more of an investment in this one in Aguilar than it was with uh, Robinson. Uh, But yeah, it's hard for me to see right now, seeing Aguilar on the team next year. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that I think this is a you know. Remember, Aguilar was signed prior to Odell signing, so um, I do think that this is a short-lived relationship. Um, Devin Duvernay, although he is listed as a wide receiver, he is Ravens All-Pro return um, specialist, um, and so we're starting to see the special teams um, game be devalued a little bit with the new rule changes that they've uh, created where it allows, you know, um, if, if you get waived, it allows them to start us at a specific part of the yard line. So we're not seeing um, special teams be a big part of what football used to be. Um, they're, they're changing that. So from a wide receiver perspective, do you look at DuVernay and say he has the opportunity to um, come back um, and be, you know, maybe a fifth or sixth guy, or do you think that the Ravens um, find a way to move forward? And I would also say when you mentioned the rule changes, uh, the fact that you can now carry three quarterbacks uh, as yes. well, I think that's going to impact special teams because that's where that that spot is going to come from. That, that spot that's now going to a quarterback that probably won't even play is going to come from a special teams player. Um, but in terms of Duvernay, it's a weird one um, because let's assume right now that Zay, Bate, and OBJ are brought back. 
Duvernay is probably in line to be the fourth. I mean, he's probably in a spot where he's in now, competing for that fourth spot again. Um, now, the thing with Duvernay is him going, him being an all-pro uh, as a return guy has kind of bumped up what they're paying him. And it, and it made a lot of people think about the fact that maybe he, they, he could be cut this year. Um, now, next year, he's an unrestricted free agent. So I believe that this is the last year for Devin DuVernay. I don't think that the Ravens are going to use a franchise tag on him. I don't think that they're going to really bring him back. I don't see why DuVernay would want to be brought back uh, just to have a limited role. I think these guys want to get an opportunity to go yeah. somewhere else and try to have a bigger impact on the offensive side of the ball. So, um I, I, yeah, I, I, Duvernay is another one. I I think this is his last year. Yeah, and that and that's really unfortunate. And I do think that the the rule changes kind of help push that agenda in terms of like moving forward. Because I'm starting to wonder if if you feel like special team players are similar to like running backs, where they can be, you know, replaced. And mm-hmm. I I argue that you know I, I don't think it's that simple. Um, you know, in terms of special teams, we know that Harbaugh loves him some special teams, but these aren't the same special teams rules that Harbaugh had when he was coaching um, back then. So it does change the dynamic a little bit. Um, and I would also have to assume that, look, look, Duvernay might be very well in a situation where he's frustrated, similar to like a Hollywood Brown, where, you know, he was in this offense, you know, when Greg Roman was the offensive coordinator, you know, we saw him um, play well, and then we didn't see him mm-hmm. on the field, probably nearly enough as more than he should have been, particularly when they needed wide receivers out there. So it could potentially have a bad taste in his mouth in terms of like, oh, coming back here, he might want a fresh start. I think that that's worth saying too. Right. And look, I mean, and not to beat up on Greg Roman, but you look at guys like Duvernay, you look at, you mentioned Hollywood, he's a little different because I think even despite him being in an offense that really didn't fit his style of play, he was still able to get put up numbers. Like he still produced. But you look at Duvernay, you look at Prochet, you look at Bateman and those guys. In their mind, they honestly could have a case for saying that I feel like years of my career were taken away from me. Yeah. In that type of offense. You don't don't know what these guys can really do. They weren't put in positions to succeed. And when you talk about Bateman, of course, injuries played a part in him and and Duvernay last year as well. Um, But you just look at these receivers when they are on the field. It's like you don't really get to get the best version of them because I think the offense that they were in handicapped them. And you, you really don't know what type of player they are to this point. So yeah, I could definitely see it having to leaving a bad taste. And some of these guys miles like, man, y'all, y'all have taken three, three years of my career to this point where I really have. I mean, if it wasn't for Devin Duvernay being a, a return specialist and an all pro returner and a pro bowl returner, would anybody even know who this dude is? Honestly, I agree. And last but not least, you mentioned him, James Prochet. I mean, is it fair to say that we are moving on from Prochet? I mean, I think he is he going to make the roster for twenty twenty three. That's what I'm. I mean, I don't know. I'll just say I don't know because I, 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 I don't know if he'll make the roster. I I don't think he is safe to make the roster at all. He's enough. I talked about Aguilar 
not finishing camp strong. Neither did Prochet. Prochet had his fair share of drops on plays that he's got to make if you're a receiver that wants to make this team right now. You have to make those type of catches, and he didn't. Um, and that's kind of been the thing with James Prochet. It's like there a lot of people – look, I was – and it's not like I don't think that the guy can be a quality player. I think it's in him. Yeah. I just think confidence is a big issue with him, even though he – acts like he's a very confident player and I'm sure he is but it's different when you don't know if the team is very confident in you and I, I just think he could use a change of scenery he could use a fresh uh, a, a fresh uh, coaching staff that can you know maybe have more confidence in him than this coaching staff does um, but I I would be surprised if he makes this roster this year. Yeah, I agree with everything that you said. It is very possible that him not thinking that the team is confident in him is affecting him because now I feel like you're pressing, you know what I mean, just to do something right because, yeah. you know, Crochet has not been the best when he's had the, the, the opportunities, you know, the stepping out of bounds um, on the one pass and then the, the horrible throw that he had as opposed to just keeping it and coming up with a couple of yards. It's unfair, but I'm going to say it, the drop at the end of the playoff game – Hail Mary, one. I mean, Yane made a play all year. Yeah, a single play all year. I completely agree. I mean, you know, it's just it's just too many examples that we can come up with that says it, maybe it's just not gonna work. You know, and so I, I would be interesting to see if he even comes out of training camp. To be honest, so it, it will be interesting to see where this group is. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with everything that you said. It, it, I, I think Odell has an opportunity to stay the, I think Prochet Aguilar probably gone and DuVernay is. I think gone too. If it wasn't, I, I'm more willing to give him a possibility of returning right. than I am the, than I am Nelson Aguilar and James. Prochet. No question. I mean, if he was restricted, if he was a restricted free agent, I felt a little better. I mean, I don't know how much, how big of a tender they would put on him, but yeah. you know, I don't think that they want to lose him. Right. Um, but I, I just, think considering he'll be you know a no strings attached free agent this this offseason I just don't know what type of value he has to the Ravens right now that's a valid point good point there friend <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> <laughs> another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Have you subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast? If not, what are you waiting for? Hit the subscribe button so that every time Cordell and I talk about your Baltimore Ravens, you will be the first to know. And now, Cordell, of course, let's beat the topic over the head. The running back position. Now, I would like to say that JK is not the only person mm -hmm. that will be up uh, for a new contract. So, it's not just J.K., although we've discussed J.K. Mm -hmm. in detail numerous times. But for the sake of making sure that we stand where we stand, let's start 
with J.K. Dobbins. We know that he's not happy about not having a new deal. We understand that the wide, um, excuse me, the running back position is not valued the way that it used to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, We understand that J.K. is the best running back on this team when healthy, when when he's allowed the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Do we think that they can find a way to bring J.K. back at least, even if it's in the short interim where they give him like uh, a deal this year for, for 2023. Do we think that that can happen? So, okay. Just to give something fresh, right? Because I, like you said, we, we've, we've talked about this, but to give something fresh, right. I, to, to, to reiterate where I stand, I, I don't believe JK Dobbins will be on this roster next okay. year. Plus obviously they use the franchise tag on him, which we have seen teams use on the running backs and it's pissing running backs off. And we've already seen JK pull, potentially pull a hold in for mini camp. It could go even further next year. If he is brought back on the franchise tag, um, that's it. And, and also kind of going with my point of him, me not believing that JK will be on his roster. I, I just think the relationship could be potentially soiled at this point. JK has got a lot of lost years. We talked about wide receivers having lost years in this offense. JK has lost years in this offense as well for a variety of reasons, injuries, usage, but not productivity. And it's crazy the fact that JK usage has been as low as it has been considering he's in a, he's been in a run first offense. I mean, it's, yep. it's crazy. Yep. I get it. He hasn't been healthy, but when he has been available, they've still been reluctant to use him. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's just both sides needs need a fresh start. JK needs to go somewhere. He's still young enough. He still has low mileage on him uh, to be able to go somewhere and, and be able to revive his career. And the Ravens look, you know, you look at the running back position in the league, you can just pick them up as they come in through, through the draft, man. I mean, or go and get a veteran guy. It's you can replace running backs. I'm not saying JK Dobbins is somebody that you can just throw away. I'm just saying the running back position allows you to go and do that. And especially when you have Lamar Jackson in your backfield, you're going to be able to run the ball. Lamar Jackson is a former thousand yard receiver. And even with Lamar Jackson talking about running less this year, if he plays 17 games, odds are Lamar Jackson is probably going to get a thousand yards rushing this year. Yep. Um, so you'll be good there, but let's go on the flip side and entertain an idea of, how J.K. Dobbins could return to Baltimore. Number one, we've both been on the same page and saying that we believe J.K. is going to have a great year this year. How great of a year is the question. If J.K. Dobbins is top three to four in rushing this year, I mean, I think if you're the Ravens, you at least – want to see what he could do because this will be the first year where JK is the full is the number one bell cow healthy coming into the year um and is your undisputed number one back I would imagine they're going to try to run him in the ground this year (laughs) unfortunately it could be your it could be your last year with him yeah you haven't used him at all to this point pretty much he's a brand new car yeah so you know uh you 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 might as well get as much as you can out of him this year. And if he does put out a spectacular season, then it could open the door for the Ravens to be like, okay, JK, we understand 
you know, your value to us. We've seen what you are able to do. We always knew what your potential was, but we actually got to see you meet that potential this year. And if you're JK, you're like, look, you guys finally trusted trusted me enough to give me the ball. You, you know, I stayed healthy. I was able to go out there and be a key cock of this offense. You gave me the ball in the red zone. You gave me the ball in, on the goal line. You know, my, my yards are up. My carries are up. My touchdowns are up. I would say that there is an avenue of, in that retrospect that they could make something happen. Now, sure, J.K. could say, look, I just had the best year of my career. I'm ready to go somewhere else and get them to pay me top dollar because I know you're not going to pay me top dollar to stay here. I understand yeah. what your money situation is. So, I mean, look, it's, it's a variety of scenarios. I think the odds on, odds on favorite is that he has a great year. At best, they franchise him. Yeah. At worst, he walks and they, you know, they they see if they could get something in return for him. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, we've talked about that and at nauseum in terms of like where we see this happening. But I do think that J.K., if given the opportunity to to get a lot of carries, is going to take advantage of that and be extremely productive um, for this team. So that that does help the Ravens in that regard, and obviously it helps. Uh, JK in terms of trying to get a big contract, although we know that the running back position is very, it's very hard getting big contracts for them these days. Um, another one that is available is uh, the number two guy. Gus Edwards mm -hmm. is also going to be up for um, a new contract. Do you think that the Ravens keep him or do you think that they move on from him as well? So I would, I'm leaning towards Gus is gone as well. Okay. But if JK is gone, I could see a situation where they bring Gus back um, for a number that's favorable for them, but also pays him a decent amount. Because if you're Gus Edwards, you know, you're not, if you hit the open market, you're not going to get top dollar. You right. know, he's going to back up running back. He, he, he's had his injury issues the last couple of years. Now, granted, Gus is a, is a stud. You know, and the, I don't think the thing with Ravens players, <laughs> I don't think any other team will value value them as much as the Ravens do, because the Ravens use their guys the way that they use their guys like they they, you know, it's it's just a, a weird retrospect in how they utilize their players compared to how they'll be used at other teams. Right. Um, so I think for Gus, the Ravens understand what they have in him. They understand they have a bat that keeps you ahead of the change that doesn't put you behind schedule. Um, and when it is healthy is just a brute back there. And I think if they lose JK, they're going to want, you know, they're, they're going to want to keep somebody that they're comfortable with uh, running the ball if they have to. And Gus Edwards could be that guy. Um, but right now, just looking at it on a surface level, I would expect Gus to kind of, I think they're going to look to revamp that entire running back room. Um, Justice Hill, they resigned this year. Um, yeah. and I think Justice Hill may have been a, a two year contract, it was actually a, a four year, uh, no, yeah, it was a two year contract. It was a two year contract, uh, for Gus. So he's under contract for next year. He's the only running back in that room under contract for next year. Um, but and I think they like Justice, uh, because of what he can do all over the field. Um, in terms of special teams and working in the backfield, I do think they like him as a running back. But having Gus back there with him 
um, at least is a good start for them, especially if they're going to bring in a new young, what I would expect to be a new young guy out of the draft to have these two veteran guys already in that room with him, I, I think would make them feel better if they could get Gus at a good number. Yeah, Gus to me has the better opportunity of of returning because I don't think he's going to ask for a lot of money. Um, And so there's that part of it, too. Right. As opposed to like where we believe that J.K. is going to be looking for a massive deal. We don't think that Gus potentially does that. And, And Gus is a nice change of pace in terms of running back. He allows, you know, he's like the big bowl, a bowling ball that no one wants to, you know, tackle um, as opposed to the shifty, you know, smaller running back. So he's a nice change of pace that the Ravens already have and could potentially just say, we want you back. Of course they could just go, like you say, younger and look in the draft for those types of guys. But ultimately I do think, you know, we can't ignore like Gus still has a very, um, great yards per carry and you know he's still effective in what the Ravens do on offense um and so if if he's not interested in you know really bouncing around then I could see that working out Gus like you said I mean excuse me JK like you said I I just don't see that being a thing um and we've talked about that before in terms of like you know we think that both sides probably just want to break clean I would be interested to see if they would just if they give him a little bit of money up front for this year and mm-hmm. see how that goes. Cause they could do that, incentive but base. you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, like an incentive based contract, you know, and, and just to try to fairly for next know, year, or you talking about for this, just to get them for this year, just to get them for this year, oh, you know, okay, on yeah, board yeah. in terms of like, not, not feeling like he needs to do a sit in and all that oh. other stuff. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it will be interesting to see how that plays out. But I do think that Gus has the best opportunity. Um, and Justice Hill plays special teams. So we also, so we know that that's something that they value. So that's, that's probably a great reason why they decided to bring him back. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. The running back uh, room might be looking real different come 2024. Um, Cause both of those guys might be gone and yeah. justice might be sitting there by himself with some new kids back there mentoring at right. that point. So, you know, it'll, it, it will be very interesting to see how that goes on the next episode Cordell. There are a ton of guys on defense mm-hmm. um, that will be looking for new contracts. We talked about this on your show on shaking it up sports last week. Um, because we we talked about Metabike, but he is not the only one that will be looking for a new deal. And so on the next podcast, we'll be talking about defensive guys that will be looking for new deals. And that will be interesting as well to see how the Ravens go. Because as of right now, they have one defensive interior lineman under contract after 2023. So they have a lot of decisions to make over that side of the ball as well. So we want to thank you all for listening. From Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive. Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 